I, I, I've got something very uh, intelligent to say. <laughs> Rodgers in the shotgun, three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up rainbow. Cobb. He's got Cobb of the 10 to the 5. Yes! To the end zone. Welcome to the Packer Forest Podcast. I am your host, Elliot Sill, joined by my brothers, Peter and Andrew, Black Mountain, and the legend. Another week, another Packer victory. Don't know why they bothered to show up. 31-24 to over the Lions. And this time, we didn't even need to get a 10-point deficit first. Mm-hmm. Moving to 10-3 and three on the season, taking back the first overall seed in the NFC because the Saints choked the Eagles that we just beat. Mm-hmm. Mm, that felt good. The Eagles are weak. What the hell are you doing, Saints? <laughs> it was a good week to be a Packers fan, and there was a lot to like. So, yeah, there's that. And the Lions are super pesky and super annoying. And you put them away when you can. You can't just... You can't just sleep on the Lions because they'll uh, they'll pounce on you. you I mean, you kind of can. Last year we slept <laughs> on the Lions literally through all of regulation. It's true. The, the, the Lions, the, I, I will say I agree with you in that the Lions have been the most annoying division opponent over yeah. the last couple of years. Like, maybe they haven't beaten us, right? but they've been really fucking annoying about it. Evidence doesn't show me that we just beat the shit out of the Lions, and that's how that goes. It hasn't been like that for years. Uh, They hang around. They hang around. They hang around us. In particular, they hang around (laughs) us. You know, the rest of the games, Matt Patricia apparently is just getting fired all over the place. (laughs) Shitting all over himself. They're like that kid in high school that none of your friends think is okay and he wants to be your friend and you don't know how to tell him no. (laughs) But he, like, always keeps bringing... He he keeps showing up and he, like, brings some weird fireworks or something. You're like... He's a mouth breather. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a mouth breather that'll, like, bring his dad cigarettes and you're like, you know, we're not ready for those yet. We're in sixth grade or something. And it's like, you know, he kind of... Like, bro, that doesn't even have alcohol. It's just a mix. Yeah, dude. Uh, Fucking Matt Stafford looked really good. Like, you know, he is a professional quarterback. He's a professional and he's talented. Yes. He's 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 got he does cool shit with the ball too. He's always like throwing it weird for. I well, like I like him. I respect him as an opponent. I, I always like you know like going back to his old. When he, when he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for a short time, that was the dumbest highest paid player I have ever seen in my life. I, is is he the dumbest highest paid player, or is he just playing for the dumbest franchise in the no, NFL? I, uh, I you got two you got two competing dummies here and the other one's Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And I respect Matt Stafford levels above what I res- think right. of Kirk Cousins. Right. And Kirk Cousins was highest paid in the league for a while too. Yep. And that was even stupider. And then they extended him. <laughs> Bring on the Kirk Cousins. Bring it on. Hopefully, you know, Trubisky's getting the fifth year option. <laughs> yeah. Playing it. Is it worth sacrificing the one seed to to get Trubisky inked in Chicago for another <laughs> three years? Uh, we'll, Absolutely. We'll have to get, we'll have to cross oh, that bridge man. when we get to it. But I do want to talk about uh, a little from this game. The question for this team right now seems to be: Is the defense good enough to win a Super Bowl? And so, like, Sunday felt pretty leisurely on defense. Like, we had some good moments. We had some sacks, uh, some three and outs. We did enough to win, but we didn't get any turnovers. And because we didn't get any turnovers, 
The game was pretty ping-pong-ish. You know, it was leisurely. The biggest thing about this defense is that we have to admit that we are a better defense when Rashawn Gary is on the field. Rashawn Gary makes this defensive line better. Which I think a, a lot of people use that as an indictment against Preston Smith, but I don't. And I say, why don't play with three edge rushers? I think you totally can. I think that's a fine idea. Rush one off one side, one off the other side, and then one off the other side of you just have to agree with the offense to triangulate <laughs> so that there are three sides. <laughs> no, I, that works out. I I agree. I agree. Rashawn Gary has, so he stepped up. He's, he's developed in the way that you want him to. And there has to be creativity to get him on the field mm-hmm. as much as possible without getting Preston Smith benched. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be that. I think Preston Smith is first of all he had his two best games of the season Uh before this week and he had another quiet game this week and that happens Mm -hmm. Zadarius had a quiet game too it it's not indicative that someone is is worthless or needs to emerging as a guy who is deserving of playing time should not be looked at in any way as a bad thing first yeah no 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 i I don't say that and say this is mm -hmm. bad because no that's great we want Rashad to do that. We also want Preston to step it up and contribute as well. Oh yeah, Rashad stepping up is fantastic. No, I yeah, I'm not saying that as an indictment against Preston Smith. I think Preston Smith is, if anything, a sound player on your line. I think the dude can play. I think he can play the shit out of the read option. I know that for a fact, and I think he's I think he's a smarter player than he is an athletic player. Like I think he's more of a professional than he is a star, right? And so yeah, you want him out there too, but I think Rashawn Gary has the ability to be a star. You don't have to take Preston Smith off, but I felt way better about our defense with Rashawn Gary on. Can we win a Super Bowl with this defense? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. We do not create turnovers. Which is a problem and would be a giant problem for most any other team. But the golden factor about us is we can also count on not giving away turnovers. More than almost any team in fucking history. This team does not turn the ball over. Aaron Rodgers is historically low with interceptions. Aaron Jones is fantastic controlling the football. Beginning of the year, he gave up a couple. One, two, maybe. Jamal Williams has never fumbled. Jamal Williams is as solid as it gets. He is. Um, I think the turnover generation seemed to be there last year, or it seemed to be emphasized. And early on in the season, we kind of thought it was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like the more we watch this defense, the more we realize they're not guaranteed to get turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think it, the common consensus assessment of this defense is that they have the talent to be a good defense. Something is just not making. Something is preventing that mm-hmm. from happening. Yeah. Um, and that comes that comes down to Mike Patton. Coaching fundamentals, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends what you consider your fundamentals. Like, is your is your scheme assignment fundamentals? Is it fundamentals to not give up the big play? Or is fundamentals tackling, is fundamentals causing turnovers, things like that. I will say this defense is good about not giving up the big play. Petten's first year, Mm -hmm. the big play was the Achilles heel of that team. They would just give up massive touchdowns, like twice a game. Yeah. Yeah, And and that has been eliminated, pretty much. We don't do that anymore. Right now, we just have really fun defensive sequences where we have 13 plays and they're inevitable touchdown. And uh, it is one thing, like when you look at strengths of this defense, you do have to admit we do not often give up big plays. Mm-hmm. The only way that that really reaps a benefit for you is if you also have a commitment to aggression and trying to cause turnovers at the same time while mm-hmm. staying sound on the fundamentals that prevent big plays from happening. Do you really feel like we don't give up big plays? 
I feel like we give up big screens and big runs, but big passes over yeah. the top, no. I think there was the big play that we had that big run, David Montgomery, but other than that. I feel like there's at least two plays a game that we let something go that should have been 10 or 15 yards go for 30 or 40. Yeah, that's that's a different thing, I think, than big passes. Yeah, I'm saying big like I'm saying like 40 or 50 and it's a touchdown. And that was that was the problem with this defense when Mike Pettin first came in, that he was giving up the bomb. There's guys in enough spots to to win the Super Bowl. Like the the roster itself is good enough to win a Super Bowl, just the performances have not been and that's like that's what yeah. could change that could make that could make this that could make this the year. If the defense catches fire, we're fucking scary. Yeah, you can you can look at the last two games that we played before this against the Eagles and against the Bears. You're also playing two of the worst offenses in the league, right? Right. One quarterback who's been benched and one quarterback who got benched. Yeah. This week it's Carolina. What are you going to learn from that? You know, right, right. especially since they're probably conser- they're going to be conservative with Christian McCaffrey and mm-hmm. not play him. Yeah. Um, Mike Davis has been doing pretty well on fantasy for me. He's so that's... fine. Yeah. But Christian McCaffrey can oh, yeah. teach you things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kim. And then then it's teach you shit you don't want to learn. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> then it's Derrick Henry, and then back to Chicago. Derek, yeah, Derek Henry is the ultimate test, and you know we're a week away from that. I feel like a like a super drunk college freshman like walking up to Derek Henry like fucking hit me. I can't feel anything right now. <laughs> like, please make me tough, make me strong. I need to learn the ways of your extreme boulderousness. <laughs> we just need a defense. That can make one more play than Aaron Rodgers makes mistakes. That's asking a lot of Aaron Rodgers, but he's kind of like, fuck yeah, let's roll with it. We're going to do that. I mean, his thing has always been not making mistakes. The difference this year is that he's going for the jugular. Yes, the defense. Oh, the defense. Um, But... I think we can all agree the offense is, is there. The offense is, is better than it was last year. And what the point I've made to you a couple times, Peter, is if we end up getting hit by a buzzsaw, similar to what we saw from San Francisco, if we run into a team that plays us that well, our offense can keep us in that game and can mm-hmm. make that a different game down the stretch, can make that a more tense game that might tip in favor of the team with the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we I don't think we have another performance like that in us if if the offense is firing. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have said the same thing in week four um, because that's the team that we had. We just hadn't been hit by Tampa Bay yet, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, wouldn't this be the worst shit <laughs> if we get to the playoffs? And we end up facing Tampa Bay, and they do the exact yeah. same thing to and us. Like, what do you do at that point? That yeah, <laughs> Jordan Love time. Just pack it in. I don't want this. I don't want this kind of. You give Jordan Love the 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 last couple of sequences, the last couple series, and uh, then you just live in the darkness for the next twelve years. Exactly. Join the ranks of the <laughs> NFC North. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I almost do want to see the offense struggle. Maybe against Tennessee. Maybe that, like, what happens when we struggle? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to see it again. But I. I don't want it to be surprising. I want to be ready. If dude, if the Chiefs beat the the Saints, which I think they're gonna do, they sh- well. I don't know. The Saints really want to win that game, and the Chiefs kind of don't have to. That's true, but they also didn't need to beat Miami. Yeah, Mahomes has a little uh, MVP gold that he's chasing. What, but I'm not saying whether or not they're going to win it. So if the Saints lose that game, which they very well could, yes. right? When it's just probability. And we win against the Titans, and we beat the Panthers next week. 
then we have home field locked up. Then it's Jordan Love time versus Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Let's go. No, um, yeah, no, I saw something that uh, framed it another way that the Packers don't have to beat the Titans. Yeah, I mean, because we, could, we, we, we also clinch if we beat yeah. Panthers Bears. Yeah. Um, hey, well, while we're talking about playoffs and stuff, we we won the NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Is that is that any half erections How in the house at that? Fucking stupid is the merch this year. Um, one, one not done. One not done. The NFC. Isn't that what it was last year? No, it was something was, like that. The North no, is not last enough. Last year was the whatever your division was is not enough. Yeah, yeah. The North is not enough. One not. It's the same idea. Which everybody thought was cool because they thought it was unique to us, but no, every single team used that shit. Yeah. So that made it corny, but at least that sounded kind of cool. One not done is like, did Melania Trump make that up? <laughs> That's really good. That does sound like She's a Melania Trump. She's poor at English. Um, hey. <laughs> NFL. Shit slogan, man. The NFL is clearly just staffed by Republicans, just at all levels. So creative <laughs> yeah. direction is shit. Yeah. <laughs> but the business is booming. So what are you gonna do? You know, it's like the last two years has been diminishing of like getting an NFC North title or a division title. Yeah. The North is not. You know. Yeah. Of course, it's not enough. This wasn't really mm-hmm. shit. This yeah. New, new Nobody sent out to win the division, and that's it, buddy. We we got that. That yeah. was clear. Anyway, our red zone defense sucks. I mean, that's why defense is a very important conversation. If you don't think it is, you're pretty fucking silly. I saw Corey Benke talking today about it on the live chat. I was like, everybody wants to talk defense, like we're not dropping dirty burgers every game, but like, bro. Two sides to the ball, man. If we're giving up fucking 30 points a game, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not okay. We're talking about 30 burgers against garbage teams. And also, let me just say, fuck 30 burger, whatever fucking burger. You're not cool because you assign a fucking food trait to a score. I'll say this for Corey Banky. I appreciate how utterly temperamental he is and how like wildly his opinions range without any semblance of consistency or any pretense to it. It is it is very much he's a he's a viscerally emotional man and he pours all of it into being a Packers fan and like on paper that's awesome. And yeah. sometimes he is really annoying to me and that's fine, but I I he's one of those guys that's like he pisses me off, but we're on the same team. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's, he lives during the week like it's game time constantly. <laughs> like, I understand that when you're in the game, you cheer and you root and you scream for your team, regardless, whatever. But during the week, like, you have to talk about the intricacies, or else, what the fuck are you doing? You're just being a child and screaming. I'm, Shut up. I'm okay with kind of distancing yourself from the intricacies because I understand that I don't know the intricacies uh, a teenth as well as any professional knows the intricacies. Also, right? If I if I described Corey Banky's life to you when you were 14 years old, <laughs> you would be like, "Yes, everything. Yes, this is the perfect man." <laughs> he lives across the street from Lambeau Field. He is universally known by the whole Packers community and is obsessive one, and accountable to no one. The things that he knows the intricacies the most of is the history of the Packers, which I I also appreciate that because that's that was a, a, an amazing thing to me growing up. Do you like? Does anyone else remember getting those like packs of cards, like the Legends packs of cards? Oh, like, hell yeah. yeah, dude. Th- I mean, that was amazing when we started to come to the age where we could learn about the history of the Packers, and yeah, those videos, the Ice Bowl video, the history of the NFL videos, all those, all those videos that we watched. Like, that's that was. 
intoxicating. That was awesome. That yeah. felt, that I, made you feel like you were a part of something. Which also NFL films is beautiful. I agree. He is the yeah. fan that every fucking nine year old wants to be. <laughs> yeah. You, Absolutely. Like but, you, you take you take Corey Banky over fucking Fireman Ed any day of the week. True. <laughs> yeah, Fireman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed I had his name in my <laughs> brain. I also, like, and for me, too, you say, like, that's the, the fan that every nine-year-old looks up to. I was the best fan I've ever been when I was nine. Like, the newspaper clippings that my grandpa sent me on my wall taped above my bunk bed. Like, that. Like that's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. You know, so like being overly emotional, that's the best way to be a fan. When you start like trying to tell other people what, and that like that's where Corey Banky gets into trouble is where he's like, shut the fuck up, you don't know what you're talking about, blah yeah. blah blah, and it's like, well, yeah, you know, if Why you're gonna you stay, talk about how great the offense is for fucking two hours. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't just have okay, yeah, you don't just have to do that. That's not interesting. That's not like Okay, but Aaron Rodgers the future of the team. But Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP season and that is worth talking about and basking in and enjoying. Awful oh, yeah. segue. God awful Absolutely. segue. Absolutely. Let's talk about the offense for a little bit because things happened on the offense. Um Did you have a specific direction in which you wanted to take that or I mean let's start with MBS who is the obvious constant talking point. We all know Devontae's great. I think we're all pretty fucking confident that Alan Lazard is a solid number two. He's he's really emerging as a dude that you trust. The guy that everybody is skeptical, everybody that has had any say in the conversation about wide receivers, weapons, whatever, it's all hinged on we didn't get anybody, and now we're all stuck with MBS. This is the guy that's kind of in that role. Are we okay with MBS? And MBS had a lot to say this week, and it was all good. And I'm very happy about that, and I want to see him continue to go in that direction. His catch in the end zone was probably, no, it was the best catch of his career. His hands, his sureness on him making that play were fantastic. And if he can keep that up, that is a fantastic sign for the direction of this offense, which is already fucking stellar. So, yeah, MVS, as you said, he's emerged. He's kind of a linchpin for this offense. Like, if he's great, then the like this offense has no end. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you go no, and, uh, and absolutely. infinity scoring drives consecutively mm-hmm. if, if you have MVS working as well. Um, and last week we talked a lot about against Peter's will. A lot about MVS, and I mean, I was editing that podcast, and I was like, man, I really fucking doubled down on talking that shit. I did. It's unfortunate that he has to be such a topic of conversation, but, like, he has to be discussed. He's a lightning rod. So here's what I'll say about MVS's game. It It was as complete a game as he's had. It was his best game as a Packer as a football player. Um, and it was as much that you can hope for in terms of like success that feels legitimate, that feels real, that is capable to be built off of. Like you couldn't ask for him to have a, a more significant bounce back. This is more than him catching a deep pass for a touchdown and accumulating a bunch of yards that way. Or busting a, a screen, like, you know, 80 right. yards and doing that. Like, we know you run. We know you you sometimes catch. What we saw from him was zero drops, consistency, availability on third down, and a contested catch in the end zone that... I don't know if Devontae Adams makes that catch. Right. Like, that, yep. was, that, was, a, that was a moment for him, and that was, like... We haven't seen that. 
we haven't seen anyone try to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that catch was like the catch that you're happy that Devontae is finally making this year. Yeah, right, right. exactly. And for it to come from MVS, that's that's strong upside. Yeah. So what I'll say is like, it was great. It was a great day for his life and for his career, and at the same time, the conversation is not about a day it's it's more than one game it's more than one catch we have to see like can you take that and then go have four catches for 72 yards with no drops next week yeah exactly because here's the thing everybody on the internet wants to say oh where are the haters at now because he had one game right but that doesn't erase the fact that he literally lost the game for us two weeks ago Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Like, that still exists. That doesn't go away because he had a good day. Yeah. And he is who he is. He needs to put together a string of work because Mm -hmm. we don't need to know that he can make plays. We need to know that he will make plays. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, consistency has been his biggest issue all year. And it stems, I think, from one main issue. It's from his hands. As a receiver, that's kind of a big thing. He's got all the other things. He's got the work ethic. He's got the team play. He's got the team mentality. He's got the physical ability. He's got all these other things. It comes down to his hands. And, you know, that's what Aaron Rodgers said at the beginning of the year. He's like, I saw something different from him in camp. He was just catching the ball differently. He was catching it with his hands. So, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, when he was mic'd up against against philly right and he's catching people ask like hey how'd you how the how did you catch that ball he's like oh man just trust your hands you just i just you just catch it with your hands that's all you do just catch the ball that's all you do like i wonder if that information was shared with mvs and it's just like (laughs) mvs has it he has it. It was there at the beginning of the year when Aaron Rodgers said it, when he said, hey, he was catching the ball with his hands. His drops are, you know, body drops and, and other things, but maybe it's just kind of like those two weeks not having the stress of having to do it in game time, but just doing the reps and practice, Well, uh, trusting my, his hands. My thing from MBS is I don't, I don't think it's a hands thing for him. I think it's a head thing. I think it's like sometimes the ball just gets thrown in a certain – and the sun hits it in a certain way, and he looks at it and says, I'm not going to catch this. And it comes down, and he says, whoa. <laughs> he puts out his hand, and, you know, he tries to make it, it – it, it's just – yeah. I, I think it's a mental thing for him. And, you know, when your hands are good enough to be NFL wide receiver hands, it probably is a little bit of a mental thing at this point yeah. of when those hands do what they're supposed to versus when they don't. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. We've seen the hands do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think like something about being humbled the way that he was and then going from, you know, having a rising role and a featured role. And then all of a sudden two weeks of not really seeing much his way um, in terms of targets he was kind of like, kind of reset a little bit um, to where he could, he had something to prove, and it wasn't about, you know, he wasn't thinking, you know, is this going to be bad if I drop this? He was just thinking, give me that fucking ball. Mm-hmm. I miss, I miss you, ball. Mm-hmm. Come to me. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. So here's MBS. You have, I told you. Last week, first of all, to stop listening to the podcast, <laughs> and again, turn it off, go to sleep. Yeah, take a nap or like a walk. Um, <laughs> but I also told you you need to prove me wrong, and you have not proven me wrong yet. You're you're laying the introduction for mm-hmm. for a rebuke of of my assessment that you suck ass, um, and you aren't consistent <laughs> enough to be an actual NFL receiver. You laid the introduction down, but we're not done. We have so much more football left to play. And guess what? You're not going to fucking wrap this thing up against the Panthers either. If you go out and you have nine catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns, guess what? That's not 
that's not that's not sealing your case. It's it's we've got to mm-hmm. it has to be over time. I have to see a difference in in what I in what you're giving the team in terms of your energy, your mentality, your reliability, and your availability. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly the the reliability because uh, he's available. He's integrous, and he gives. I think he gives everything he can to the team. It's just the reliability of being there and making the play when it counts, right? Yep. And I, I will say that you know, uh, I was on the other side of the argument, and I will say MVS hasn't proven me right yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm right there with you in that it takes consistency, and it, and it takes doing it week in and week, week out. Because I, I want to make kind of a bigger point here too. What you said earlier, if MVS is in that place where he can be consistent like that, there is no end to this offense. We came into this year thinking, who is the number two receiver? And so let, let's go through the list real quick. Aaron Jones can be your number two receiver, <laughs> right? Aaron Jones can be your your number one target on any given day. Jamal Williams has had eight catch days. Jamal Williams can catch eight. So that's two of your running backs. Alan Lazard, Andrew came around on it. The you know Andrew the skeptic, he came around on Alan Lazard, and that's another number two receiver you can have. Bob Tanyan is breaking Packers records for tight ends right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have. Yeah, and still hasn't looked like done anything to make me think that was good. He's just there doing it. Yep. He's just there doing it. He's got good hands and he's got swagger and he's got confidence. Tunyon, Bob Tunyon, and then MVS. And at that point, if you you can have any one of those guys be your wide receiver too, and if you're working with with a complete arsenal like that, you're right. There is no end to this offense. And then you pepper in some EQ and some big dog and fucking... And Malik, it's Mr. Second and 11 himself, Malik Taylor. <laughs> uh, and when the offense is firing like that, absolutely this defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Right. It's a lot of fun. It is. And this this is another it's another good good season. Good Packers season. <laughs> Things are there. It, like, But it's time to fucking... Build a ship that's going to win the war. Mm-hmm. You have to feel like, just based on the field, not making the Super Bowl is a failure for this team. MVP race being what it is, and it's clearly Rodgers and Mahomes at this point. Like, who doesn't want to see that Super Bowl? That would be beautiful. Oh, my God, yeah. That would be the best quarterback matchup since Elway Farf. Yeah. And even better than that. Yeah, definitely. They're de- yeah, yeah, way yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. We never got the Brady Rogers Super Bowl, and now we never will. No, the Rogers, the Rogers Mahomes Super Bowl is honestly like it's a competition. The Super Bowl America deserves. It's it's well half of America. <laughs> I you know like seven million more Americans deserve this <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> The other half Better. deserves Drew Brees versus Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny for reasons a lot of people don't get. <laughs> uh, would that not be the best quarterback matchup of all time? Yeah, I mean, especially you got like you got. They're going to be co MVPs. Yeah, like. <laughs> Oh man, that could happen. That's happened. Yeah, oh, Favre got a co. Happen. No, it doesn't. Favre got a co MVP. Does that bog you down about his three MVPs at all? Mm-hmm. No. No hell no. So why not co MVPs? Barry Sanders was so fucking romantic. Mm-hmm. Right. That's great. That this is what I, I want to see. I want to see co MVPs. Rogers. Ma- Rogers Mahomes co MVPs. They meet in the Super Bowl and Rogers wins. That's the fucking. That's how you say, goat. Yeah. 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 That the, brings you. That brings you back goat. seriously into that conversation because Mahomes is going to be the next one in that conversation, and it will be nice. That's. Uh, I want it so. 
I want it so bad. I'm so glad I'm not a part of the team. Like, just think if I was like MBS, like, oh, I want it so bad. I just want that. But no, as a fan, 2021 writers have to be massively better than the 2020 writers. I don't know. The 2020 writers have been pretty fucking skillful. <laughs> just more Dostoevsky than fucking Dickens. I just feel like I feel like if we win the Super Bowl. Rodgers can write off it, even if it's not, even if it's three years from now. Like, do you remember in 2013 being like, yeah, but we just won a Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> like, so even Rodgers is riding out on this, even if, even if we don't, you know, end it and we have an awkward break to Jordan Love, whatever. And then I also, what I felt so strongly in 2010 was that that Super Bowl took all the failures of the past decade plus and of the late Favre era, and turn them into exposition for a success story. And that's what I feel like if we don't get that with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers somehow plays two more seasons for Green Bay without getting a Super Bowl, and all of these every year, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 16, 19, 20, if all of these go in mm-hmm. just to turn it over to somebody else, mm. that will that will be so anticlimax. Uh. That will it, I mean it'll you'll feel like football isn't the magical story we grew up knowing it to be. Uh, like this is the year. Really, I, I'm worried about next year and what the salary cap is going to do to our team. Yeah. We gotta do it now. Yeah. Go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And like Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna be better next year. There's part of me that's just like, man, they're, they're almost there. They're all they're almost there to that Nick Collins level where it's just like, oh yeah, this dude is becoming a star right now before our eyes. Darnell Savage still kind of in flux like is he like is he is he gonna get there in five games is he gonna get there in (laughs) 10 games you know Rashawn Gary it's the same way where it's like you know part of that saying like we're a better team with Rashawn Gary on the field that's what I've always wanted to say (laughs) is it is it true I it's it was it was true this last week and so it's that thing yeah the the balancing act that you have to have in the in the salary cap era, like you have to have rookies and young guys step up. Otherwise you're never going to be able to succeed. We have to convert. We have to bring it home. And it starts by beating the Carolina Panthers (laughs) in week 14. Yeah. 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 Dude, the the Panthers are feisty. Teddy Bridgewater is feisty. They shut the lions out 20 to nothing. Matt Stafford wasn't professional on they ass. <laughs> 20 to 0. Patricia got fired. They have a lot to gain in draft position between now and the end of the season. Like, let's fucking oblige them and beat the shit out of it. Like, defense, you have a lot to prove. Offense, you have an MVP to get. Like, let's just let's roll through mm-hmm. this team. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get their best shot? Do you think we're their Super Bowl? I don't. Point? I don't. I, I mean, like, I think we might, but I think if we hit first, they're, there's not, they're not there for it for real. That's true. That's true. A lot of teams like that, you can come out, you can hit them first, and you can, they'll be like, fuck it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put up 17-21 on them in the first half, and and they're not going to come out for the second half. And we're in Lambo, right? They're not playing CMC. We're, we're in Lambo. We're in Lambo. It's a Saturday game. This is one of those things like weird schedule. Weird schedule this week. This is one thing you want to see this team be able to adapt to. You want to see us come they out. They play Saturday a... games in the playoffs. They play Saturday games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about Teddy Bridgewater making too many plays. Let's see. You what, know how many what? touchdowns Teddy Bridgewater has this year? Uh, I'm going to say he has 11. 14. 14. Yeah. You underestimated Teddy Bridgewater. Who I've been overestimating this whole time I've been talking. Probably the 30th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. We should roll this game. We should, we should roll this game, but things are weird. Saints just lost to the Eagles. Like, let's pump the brakes. There you go. Um, yeah. we have, Keep we, your wits about you. Here's the other thing. 
we got Aaron Jones, who's 177 yards away from a 1,000 yard season. Mm-hmm. That's too. He should be there by now. Do you feel at all? Do you get the feeling that we are trying to hold back Aaron Jones from having a big season, so that maybe we can resign him cheaper? I think God, a, I, hope not. I yeah, a that's fucked up. But B, I think Air. You know who has control over whether. Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers gets touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And guess who's trying to put together an MVP season right now? Aaron Rodgers. And guess who doesn't mind Aaron Jones having a lesser year and when his contract is due? Aaron (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. Right, right, right. right. There's a lot of factors that are saying, eh, maybe we should throw from the three. You know, (laughs) like, I see it. But we do need to get him 1,000 yards because he's... Absolutely. He's, yeah. So I think an Aaron Jones game would be good for all, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is eleven touchdowns away from fifty. Yeah, that's I. I want him to get there because he hasn't he hasn't gotten to fifty yet. If you get five over the next two games, you you have Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is down to get six touchdowns against Chicago any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. How about that fucking awesome field goal Mason had this week? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that, dude. That was the most excited I've been for a Packers play in a long like a long time. Because that dude is insane. First of all, Mason is a is a labor of love for being a fan of the Packers. Like you have to you have to you have to get to know Mason and and just understand why it's so great that he is how he is. He's been very average for a number of years. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, I could do better. Yeah, and then this year he's doing better. He's perfect. <laughs> Except, I mean, he's missed extra points in games where they weren't relevant. Right. I don't mind that. Get him out of your yeah. system, bro. Yeah, exactly. That... He picks his spots for misses, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a crazy sequence of events. Like, we were going out for the 53-yarder, and it was like, Okay, here we go, here we go. And then you get the false start, and, like, my first reaction was, do you... keeping him on the field for 58? Well, yeah, it was like, do you keep keep him out there? And he just stayed out there, and he was lining up before I could finish asking the question. (laughs) And it was like, okay, okay, all right, let's go. And then he just drills it. Beat the shit out of that ball with his foot. No fucking scaring that dude at all. He didn't shiver, he didn't shake, he just fucking buried it. I think I didn't think Mason was going to be hitting career longs this at this year no. of his career. No, he's... I was surprised they had him out there for 58. I thought about it. I was like, it makes sense. Try it out. See how it goes. And Why not? It was perfect. And it, but also, Lafleur said he deferred to Mason and said, like, do you think you can make it? And Mason said yes. Knowing full well that Mason had a perfect season going, mm-hmm. and that's not something that you taught. That's not something you're not considering in that moment. It's right. like I haven't missed a field goal all year. I mean, maybe he wanted uh. to get the miss out of his system because he was <laughs> like, "I don't want to choke in a big moment." No, but right. like 58 yards, and it was perfect. It was like Mason. as good of a 58 yard kick as you could. Yeah. And, yeah. Except for like one of those Justin Tucker ones that sails in 14 yards over the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're it like, def- oh, that would have been good from 73. I mean, I called it short. I thought it was going to be short because it came out low, which is what you have to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like it was just that was a that was a pro. That yeah, was a pro that was a professional kick. football <laughs> kicker. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah, he it looked like he toe kicked it, but mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously didn't. Right. But it looked it just looked different coming off of his foot than most it wasn't of his it kicks. wasn't flipping like like you'd normally see it. Just... Well, and it was low, and it was you know I don't know the angle at the TV I don't, was different. I, yeah, I don't know if he could do that outdoors, but uh, mm-hmm. but in the dome, he was like, "Fuck yeah, I got this." And then they asked Aaron Rodgers, they were like, "What did you think when they kept Mason on the field for the fifty-eight yard?" He was like, "I thought he was gonna make it." <laughs> You know, Mason's my best friend. I love him very much. Which is how Aaron Rodgers has been lately, and it's been kind of tight. <laughs> He's just been like, yeah, I love that man very much. He's just talking about how he looks, you know. 
He's like, yeah, Mason, uh, I have Thanksgiving with him every year. I knew he was going to make it. <laughs> Does he have Thanksgiving with Mason? I, no, I don't know. I think he's had Thanksgiving with him before. That's funny. Yeah. Aaron, but Aaron has been very in that vein of kumbaya lately. Yes. Like, oh yeah, Ingle Martin, my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Talk about JTO Sullivan. Ingle Martin, my best friend. <laughs> Spencer Hafner, fucking write wrote a letter to his niece before I came here. <laughs> so I, this hasn't been much of a preview. Which sucks, because I'm probably not going to edit it till Saturday. Um, what what are you what are your hopes for like what are your main goals for this for this Panthers game? On so, like let me let me list let me list mine. Number one, uh, win the game. Duh. Number mm-hmm. two, Aaron Jones. I want this to be an Aaron Jones owned game. Number three, I want the defense. To continue like being obligated to fucking perform. So I want I don't want this to be a game where we blow them out and then give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter that are inconsequential. I want to see us actually like fucking grind the defense and actually do that. And I want Aaron Rodgers to stay on top of the MVP conversation. So a little mm-hmm. you know weighty list of demands there mm-hmm. is is how I see it. What what are your thoughts? If we could get like four touchdowns for each Aaron, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that's say uh... If if you can combine them so like he throws two to Aaron Jones, yeah, then that's six. And then oh, two okay. to somebody else, uh, <laughs> then that's fine. That's great. But you want to see you want to see MVS do something to not backslide. Even if it's just some mundane, regular shit. Just don't fuck up, MBS. Please. Keep going upwards. That's great. You want to see the defense perform. You want to see the defense not go backwards. Turnovers would be great. If we could get a two-turnover game out of this, it'd be fucking fantastic. And above all else, health, man. You want to stay healthy. That's a great event. That's a great addition to to the to the list. I, I I've got something very uh, intelligent to say. Whoa! <laughs> I agree with what you guys said. I think injuries is as important as anything at this point, and the win is as important as anything. So injuries and win. But what I want to see from this team is I want to see the can. The continued enjoyment of play. I want to see that continued. The offense having that swagger of Aaron Rodgers, having fun, playing calm, playing confident, and then that defense continuing to have fun, but getting up to work, right? This team strikes an interesting balance between enjoyment and success because I think having that much fun doesn't. Like, isn't for me what you do to win at the highest level. It's not about fun. It's about being a professional. It's about being edgy. It's about being angry. It's about playing like Michael Jordan, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so this team is different like that on both sides of the ball. The defense loves each other. They have fun. They they embody Zadarius Smith. The offense... Is cool, calm, and relaxed. Well, Aaron is Aaron is angry and he's very nitpicky and he's very ticky tacky and he's always getting on his guys. You know, he's always poking them. You say this defense embodies Zadarius Smith, but I still think it's left to be decided whether this is Zadarius's defense, Jair's defense, or Kenny Clark's defense. If there's any like, the D train still exists. I, I admit that we're with Zarius was last year, and we're coming. That's the status that we're coming from. I don't know if mm-hmm. we're still that. We'll see. I don't think Kenny Clark is the emotional heart of this defense. I don't think Jair Alexander is the emotional heart of this defense. Zadarius Smith, Zaire Alexander, Zadarius Smith <laughs> is still the heart, the emotional heart of this defense. 
and Aaron Rodgers is the heartbeat of this team. So I think continuing continuing to strike that balance between loving what you do, loving your guys, and getting up and being a pro. That's what I want to continue to see. More, I want to see more being a pro too. I mean, if I'm honest. You hate fun? What? <laughs> no, I don't hate fun. I want them Fucking to have fun. fun. But I, I want them to get up for a Saturday night game on a short week and put up 38 points. Score predictions. Yeah, let's do some score predictions. While Daybreak is playing. 700 to 13. <laughs> Defense still giving up two touchdowns. A hundred touchdowns. That's too much. Score predictions. 39 to 13. Ken? Boom. Nailed it. 38-24. 38-24. What you got, Andrew? 700 to 13. 700 to 13. Stick it by it. That's stupid. <laughs> hey. You ain't gonna win right. no money. <laughs> yeah, wasn't gonna end this is the Packers Force Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Clyde for being silent next to me this entire time and not meowing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Might have heard some collar shakes, but it's all in the game. <laughs> it's all in the game. Anyone else wanna give any shout outs? Shout out to MBS. Shout out to <laughs> he's still listening. <laughs> Damn it, Marquez. <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out to those five fucking teeth that I used to have last podcast. That's true. <laughs> that's that's markedly different. If you notice a difference in the acoustics of Andrew's voice, <laughs> he's got five. a bigger resonating chamber. Yeah. All right, peace. There you go. Shout out to Rashawn Gary for following the Pack Force podcast ever since he blocked us. That's true. He was one of our first <laughs> listeners, and he said, "Fuck this, this sucks." This is what if what if that was why he blocked us? It wasn't because of the video I posted of him dogging it in the preseason. He just listened to one of our episodes and was like, "That was fucking bullshit." <laughs> this is a fraud podcast. These motherfuckers don't know anything. Broadcast. <laughs> uh.